Chromecast. Take it out. I'm Sam Major, Commercial Director for Chrome Technologies, and this week I'm joined by John Ledner, pre-sales consultant and telecom specialist. Hi, John. How are you doing, Sam? You all right? Yeah, very good, thank you. Good. So today we're talking about uh, lease line technology, um, diverse connections, and I guess some of the some of the nuances and differences in, in how we recommend people ensure their communications are resilient. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess to open with, and this is very much your area of expertise, <laughs> not mine, uh, and we've talked off camera about some of this and I've had somewhat of an education, but yep. I guess to open up with, you know, we're talking about different lease lines communications. I've mentioned that I've just upgraded my home broadband. You have indeed. Uh, yeah. And, you know, stunning 330 meg of, of unnecessary. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? I've no idea. And 36 of upload, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But obviously that's pretty fast. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I think communications back 10 years ago, you know, a, a 10 meg or a hundred meg one was, was a lot of money back mm-hmm. then. And now yeah. obviously it's, you know, I guess it's consumer technology, but that's really fast. I guess the question begs, you know, why would that not be suitable for, 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 for most customers? 330 meg you know, is an awful lot. It's a good question. And yeah, it's one, one of the ones I get asked the most. Mm. The best way to, dis- to, to compare a residential connection to a lease line mm-hmm. is, is, compa- is, is used like, use the road analogy. So if you imagine, so say hypothetically our Chertsey office and our Manchester office, mm-hmm. and there was one road that linked them. Okay. Yep. Now that road has got a speed limit of 70 miles an hour. I'm sorry to tell you that, Sam. No, no, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so that road has got a 70-mile-an-hour speed limit. Yep. Now, imagine there's two scenarios. One scenario is that, yes, it's got a 70-mile-an-hour speed limit, but there's some road works, and also there are slow-moving lorries going mm-hmm. up and down it. So although it's got a 70-mile-an-hour speed limit, okay. you're not actually going to do 70 miles an hour. You might do it in little areas. Other people using the road as well, right? Yeah, so it's exactly. Not just yeah. Our road. It's, it's not just our road. There's yeah. a lot of traffic on it. There's yeah. road works. There's potholes. There's hills. Yeah. And there's bends. So your average speed really is not going to. And now let's imagine another scenario mm-hmm. where it's a perfectly straight road between the two offices. There is no traffic mm-hmm. and there are no potholes. So if you imagine how quickly you would get from office to office. Clearly no more than 70 miles an hour, John. No, but, but you would find that on the completely empty yeah. road, you would get there a lot quicker. And now also imagine that your job, Monday to Friday, nine to five, is moving up and down that road. Mm. Over a year, yeah, how much time, time saved. you've saved Okay. Moving along that road. So that's the key difference. So the, so I guess the technology behind it is largely similar, but it's the, the, the zero contention. So obviously my connection at home, if everyone in the area is jumping on Netflix, Teams calls, etc., yeah. etc., et I've got a lot of people on the road with me. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I have a lease line, no matter what I'm doing, that's mine. Guaranteed. So if you've got a 100 meg lease line, that service is guaranteed. A residential service if it goes off, mm-hmm. yeah, you've got a service level agreement in place. It's not working. So the service level agreement on a product like that will be, we'll get it fixed by the end of the next working day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, a lease line, it's six hours. It has to be fixed. And that's 24-7. Okay. So you could ring your provider up at 11 o'clock at night on Christmas Eve and say, mm-hmm. my lease line's gone off. They've got to get it up and running again within six hours. Okay. But a, a basic broadband or basic fiber connection mm-hmm. well they would they would start looking at it at the beginning of the next day next working day sorry and the other big thing here is what's actually covered by it so a basic fiber connection it will have um 
it will be protected against a loss of service, but they, they wouldn't look at stuff like slow speeds or it drops out. Yeah. Lease line, all of that is covered. So that's the fundamental differences yep. between a. But it's, it's a it's a key difference. You think you know, just on the SLA piece, uh, we are all. It's so important we're all connected. The way we communicate, mm-hmm. people using SaaS based applications, all this sort of stuff without an internet connection, it, it's pretty critical, right? So mm-hmm. if you're relying on it, it could be best endeavours next day. That's an awful lot of business that hasn't happened, and then again. Yeah. Over uh, over the Christmas periods or holidays and so mm. on, I imagine that SLA probably gets missed a lot for residential. But yeah. if that's tied in and locked in for businesses, mm-hmm. then that's that's an imperative. Yeah, it's it's you know if, if you imagine you know you, nowadays an internet connection is just as important as the power going into the building. Mm, yeah, yeah. So resilience is 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 a massive thing, and and that also leads us on to the conversation around. A backup service. So you've got your primary lease line going into the building. Well, then one of the things that a lot of companies don't really think about is, do we put in a secondary yeah. connection? And you've got resilience and then you've got full diversity. Mm-hmm. So what a lot of companies do, they say, yeah, we've got a backup. But what they don't do is they, they don't actually dissect that and say, well, what have you actually got? Mm-hmm. So they'll order a lease line from a provider and they'll say, and the, and the provider will say, do you want a backup with that? So yes, I'll have a backup connection too. But what they end up doing is they put in a backup connection from the same provider yep. that comes out the same telephone exchange, yep. runs through the same ducting yep. and plugs into the same router. Yes. <laughs> See where I'm yeah, going with this? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> if somebody comes along with a shovel and puts it, mm-hmm. breaks the cable, yep. we've lost both. Yeah. So if the router was to fail, You've lost both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing that you need to think about is you need to think about the path that that connection takes. So, for example, one way of doing it mm-hmm. is you can have it where you've got two separate routers. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to run the, the, the primary into router one and then the backup into the second, right? Yeah. But if they're still running from the same exchange down the same channel, etc., mm-hmm. the shovel in the road bit's taking them both out. Exactly that, okay. yeah. So... Think, follow, follow the traffic back yeah. and think out how you can do it. So another way of doing it is we can provide a, a connection where you have one coming from one carrier and one coming from another carrier into two different routers. So if there's a, if there's a network outage, so let's say, for example, we route one over OpenReach cabling yep. and one over Virgin Media cabling. Yep. Yeah. So if OpenReach gets an outage, fails over. Okay. Now, that's a great way of doing it. <clears throat> But there are advantages and disadvantages of doing that. So the advantage, obviously, is you're using a, a separate carrier, mm-hmm. so you've got diversity in that way. Disadvantage of doing it, what, not many people realise this. You order a connection with a, a carrier other than OpenReach. Yeah, I was going to push on this because we're kind of aware that yeah. most of the infrastructure is BTs, right? So at some yeah. point, they will traverse BT. Yeah, what you find, it's what we call in the game as the lead-in, where yeah. it literally is the bit of wire going into the building. The last, the last mile? The last mile, yeah, yeah, that's another term used. Yeah. Um, and so they'll utilise. So you've got no control over that. So when you order the connection, yeah. you say, right, I'm going to be smart and I'm going to go with two carriers. There's no way that we can say to the network team, we want it routing a different okay, way. yeah, yeah. yeah. So you go to BT for one and version for the other. Yeah. Thinking that's diverse, but there's no guarantee they're still not coming out the same exchange. Yeah. It's a you better mean? way of doing it. Okay. Yeah. It is a better way of doing it. Yeah. And it's a lot smarter than the first point we made where everything goes down the same <laughs> Exactly. But how but, do you then yeah. get around that? Because if you've got 
And how do you get around that? You can get around it. Yeah, there is a way of getting around it. Right. So in my opinion, and most people that do my job will all agree that the best way to do it is what we call RO2, Resilient Option 2. Mm -hmm. Now, that is a product that you purchase at a wholesale level from OpenReach. So Resilience Option 2 is where you have two completely diverse connections coming into the building. So... You put in your first lease line, mm-hmm. comes out of a telephone exchange, okay, and it comes down some stuff, goes to the distribution, distribution point in the street, the little green box, yeah. and then it goes into your building, into a router. So that's your first connection, yeah. and then they provision a second connection. And the second connection, first of all, it goes through a different exchange. Mm-hmm. The traffic routing goes through a different pop, yeah. okay? okay? It comes down different cabling from a different exchange, mm-hmm. goes to a different green box on the side yeah. of the street, and comes in a different side of the building. Okay. So if you imagine there, there's your building. <laughs> yeah. You've got so it's like truly that, diverse. Like that, fully so diverse. Even though it's from the same carrier, BT themselves are offering, I call it separate, just, just separate ways in, right? So there's completely, a, a separate. completely Chinese-walled mm-hmm. connections. So the question I have then, and as you said, you keep tracing this back, Where's the redundancy in using one supplier, just using BT? That okay, BT build that in. So it's a good question. So there is always a possibility mm-hmm. that the whole of the open reach network goes down. Yeah. But it would have to be the whole of the open reach network. Remember, I was saying to you about pops. So what happens mm-hmm. is the first connection routes through a southern pop. Okay. Yeah. So that's controlling the traffic in the south. Yep. But the other connection goes through a northern pop. Okay. Okay. So they are completely separate in that way. And there is no connection that is fully guaranteed. There is always going to be a point of failure. But what you do in these things is you try and engineer it so the failure is the least. So it's looking at your kind of five nines of uptime in the, yeah. in the infrastructure world and so yeah. on. You can yeah. mitigate it as much as possible, but there yeah. is there is always a possibility. There could be a yeah. cataclysmic event yeah. or whatever it might be, so yeah. you can't guarantee and, it. And the other thing is as well, what you tend to find when you look at outage, when you look at a fault, mm. it can be broken down into two simple things. It's either network or local. Yeah. Okay. Now, if it's a network fault, they tend to get fixed very quickly mm-hmm. because network faults. It affects us, but it also affects hospitals. Yeah, it makes a lot of noise. Right? makes a, yeah. a real lot of noise. And you tend to find those types of faults are measured in minutes or hours. Mm-hmm. But when someone turns up with a shovel yeah. and puts it through a cable outside, it affects just you. Yeah. And you can't make that much noise. And it also involves, you don't fix that with a keyboard. No. Yeah, you fix that. With another, someone coming another man out, in the van. another man in a van, who, <laughs> yeah, who comes and undoes what the first guy yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. So that tends to be, you know, the next day or something like that. Mm. Um, whereas a, a network issue tends to be a couple of hours. So that, in my opinion, is the most resilient way mm-hmm. of protecting your business against a loss of service. Okay. Now, what of um, we're referring to their kind of uh, a business, so mm-hmm. a building. Mm-hmm. A building has uses RO two. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we've got diverse connections in BT. Have got north and south pop. So mm-hmm. there's an extraordinary amount of resilience there. So that's safe. I now have a building over there. 
do I have the how do I, what's the best way for me to to do I just put the same thing do I have a, another <laughs> IoT connection over yeah. there yeah what's the best way and what would your recommendation be if we if we hypothetical customer has got two sites or three sites what is the best way of us arranging these connections for for resilience and also take consideration commercial because whilst comms pricing has come down mm-hmm. it's still not free yeah. <laughs> still an investment has to be made yeah um, and uh, I, I'm assuming that the RO2 way of doing it, obviously far higher cost than just having mm. your, your basic fiber connection, right? But a very different service. Mm. So what would our recommendation be from a, I guess, a technical and commercial aspect if I've got multiple locations? So a good way. So let's, let's say hypothetically, let's say, for example, mm-hmm. our church, the office and our mansion office, use that example again. Well, what we could do, we could be a bit smarter. We could put a lease line in each, mm-hmm. okay? But and then instead of having two more lease lines as two back as the backups of the two sites, what we could do is we could do a point to point. Okay. And the best way to imagine that is imagine it like a bit of wire joining the two together. Mm-hmm. But what actually happens is it uses a lease line technology, but it, it doesn't break out to the internet. Okay, yeah. It just joins the two together. And then what you can do is you can do some clever stuff with your firewalls. So if Manchester goes off, it then utilizes the point to point. And gets his internet connection. So it reroutes the traffic. Reroutes the traffic okay, so, over London. So I don't need the additional connection yeah. into that building. So a single yeah. connection into each building and then the point to point, and I just route my traffic. Exactly. From and, what's yeah. available. And also, what's quite clever there is if you've got physical devices in each building, they're joined together. They're not breaking out over the internet and you're not running traffic over the internet. Mm-hmm. So they are. So you can also do, if you've got servers, for example, yeah. a lot of us use cloud, but yeah. there is also a big thing about, do we want to use the cloud? And some people are quite into <laughs> keeping stuff on-prem. Yeah. But if you've got servers on-prem, they can, they can just back up between each other. Okay, yeah. And you're not utilizing your bandwidth for your internet connection. What about things like latency? Is, it, it's is there going any, to be, yeah. I was thinking about, is there any, is there a certain distance where actually that's not... Dis- no, distance isn't a thing. You do find, if you're not breaking out over the internet and you're not utilising the internet, there's less steps. Yeah. So you are going to have less latency. Mm-hmm. But to be honest with you, lease lines are so good anyway. Yeah. You don't get a lot of latency anyway. So, you know, so it's, it's and that's, that's the smarter way of doing things. You know, a lot of people, they just say, buy a connection buy a connection. Yeah. Sometimes with this sort of stuff, you've, you've got to be a bit smarter. Mm. For example, if we go back to that conversation again about using two carriers, we've got a client at the moment that we know that the open reach comes in one side of the building yeah. and Virgin Media comes in another side of the building. Now, RO2 is fantastic and it's the best way of doing it, but if you could guarantee the connections come in separate parts of the building, mm-hmm. then you're actually better off using two separate carriers. Okay, yeah. Okay. But that's where knowledge and consultancy comes into it. That's because we know. Yeah. yeah we have, it's uh, not yeah. your first rodeo job. You've done an awful <laughs> lot of this over the years, right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So I guess takeaways from this. I mean, it's, it's interesting the consideration you're giving there to, to, to use things like the point to point. It makes sense technically. It makes sense commercially. I'm assuming that it's, it's less expensive to have a single point to point than the extra. Yeah. A point-to-point is more expensive than a lease line. Yeah, but, but not two lease lines. <laughs> two lease lines. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah and, and again, so that I Smart. would, yeah. and you do see that I'll just add a line and yeah. have a primary and a, yeah. I talked to a customer the other day, I want a, a 300 and a 100, I want a gig and a three, you know, all yeah. that. Yeah. And people just put that primary, secondary, mm. but they didn't 
you know, I know we've re-engaged, had the conversation with them, but it's the, actually, let's talk about things like Dovos carriers and so on. Actually, could we use a point? Could we, could we do that smarter? But for so long, comms has just simply been primary and secondary. Give me a quote and, and not enough thought goes into that, given how important it is. I mean, everyone's using at least one SaaS base. It's impossible. Mm. You're not with 365 out there. You're using something that's mm. SaaS based. Your internet connectivity is so important to, to, to the, the uptime. Mm. Uh, uh, the impact of business without the internet these days is, is through the roof, right? So yeah. I think careful consideration has to be given mm. to these sort of things. Yeah. I th- another interesting one, actually, and we're seeing this quite a lot now, is clients are upgrading their primary as they as the demand on the service gets more and more they're yeah. upgrading the primary yeah. and they're forgetting about the backup yeah and then what happens is the primary fails and then the backup kicks in but they're failing over to a backup they provisioned 10 years ago and they upgraded that one so many the primary yeah, yeah, so many yeah. times yeah. they're not upgraded the backup and then they go to use the backup and the backup just goes oh it just doesn't oh, work no, no, no. <laughs> so that that is another one we're seeing quite a lot and that is another one that I'm pushing quite a bit on saying, look, look at your backup. Yeah. And also test it. Of course, yeah. Yeah, test it is, is another one. But in regards to takeaways from this, I think the first thing is look at your service level agreement. Look at what you've got. Find out what your service level agreement is. And then your backup. Question your backup. Mm-hmm. What is, how is your backup actually literally wired up? Yes. Yeah, take it apart. Think about how it travels. Yeah. Does it use the same duct? Ask all these questions. And also, an important one, test it. Yeah. Unplug it and see what happens. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not right in the middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> as with these things. But yeah, definitely give it a yeah. test. Yeah. So, that, but yeah. so the, the, the main ones, just to recap, the main ones is, first of all, look at your service level agreements, find out what actually does your supplier do if this thing turns off. Event, yeah. yeah. What are they contractually obliged to do? And look at your, your backup connection. Um, is what it type diverse? Of, is it diverse? Yeah. yeah. Is it just oh. basic resilience? Or I is it guess diverse? also overall, just look at the way you're currently doing it because you may have structured the design of that a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. And now there's a better way of doing it given the costs have come down. And we can do clever things with point to points and so on. Mm-hmm. And if I'm sure. Call us and, and speak to yeah, John, and, yeah. and we'll do the hard bit for you. I can talk about this stuff all day long. Yeah, Unfortunately, we're not allowed to. No, but that's, look, John, really informative as yep. always. Um, I always get a lot out of this. I think if I've learned something today, as always, so thank you for your time. Not a problem. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Chromecast. Take it out. If there's anything you'd like us to cover on future episodes, then do leave it in the comments below. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. And join us again next time on Chromecast. Check it out.